this is Smokey. Look, I don't want to be a hard-on about this, and I know it wasn't your fault, but I just thought it was fair to tell you that Gilbert and I will be submitting this to the league and asking them to set aside the round. I don't know. Maybe forfeit it to us. So, like I say, just thought, you know, fair warning. Tell Walter. I'm sorry. Mr. Lebowski, Brad, at, uh, well, at Mr. Lebowski's office. Please call us as soon as it's convenient. Dude. Hey, Marty. Dude, I, I, I finally got, I got the, uh, the venue. This is Gutterballs. The Lebowski Deepcast. Like, oh, it's a heist movie. No, it's a stoner movie. In each episode, Brad and Adam discuss a single minute of The Big Lebowski. Welcome to Incest in Space. Providing insight. He's making a ransom letter on his table to swindle money. Commentary. Oh, I got my half and half in the bowling ball. I'm going home. And conjecture. His brother is River Phoenix. <laughs> Are they related to Rivers Cuomo? That's one for the canon of the history of film. And now, Gutterballs. HHGJTMGG. You got that right. That's me, baby. That's your your call sign. That's like your Maverick or Goose. Exactly. But that's, weirder. That's old school. Weirder yeah. and not a word at all. Yeah, well, that was part of the beauty of it. It was the internet. And you didn't need to have words. You could just be stuff. Characters. Exactly. Symbols that alone mean something, but when strung together in that way mean nothing. Except you. They mean you. They, they, they meant something then. Right. They don't anymore so much. It's a different time back then. When you had random strings of characters that meant something. Gone are those days, that's for sure. The salad days. Let me ask you, was that username of yours created by just, like, smashing down on the keyboard and seeing what characters came out? I've never asked you this. I think I worked on it for a while, trying to find just the right letters with, like, the right shape, like, and that, like, was random... But not because in reality you pick some random letters and there's gonna be like some pattern. It was almost like I had to work on that to find the right thing. Well, the, you know, this but then there's like, but then there's H H and G G. Yeah, I don't know. H H G M. Wait, what is it again? H H G H H G J T M G G. Yes. I mean, this many years later, I still ha- it's burned into my memory. Like yeah. I think you did work on it. Like, I that's did. something that. You took some pride in. And what's strange is this was just this. You're the second person to bring this up in a couple of days. Really? On That's Sunday, um, my brother mentioned this. He brought this up. Ah, old. He said, uh, in essence, the same thing you said. Old stab. Yeah. You can't. You can't get it out of your head once it's in there. No. I mean, it's just. I mean, this is a long time now. These, this random string of characters has been burned into my brain. Maybe I need to, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I need to start claiming that handle on some different services. I need a Twitter. I need a Tumblr for that. 
You gotta have a Tumblr. HHGJTMGG.tumblr.com. Yeah, I've been going crazy. What, on uh, Tumblr? Well, trying to rack my brain to find another, like, stupid URL for another Tumblr I started. Well, I think my photos. And I've gone through so many different things. That might be it. I'm not entirely sure. Here, create a new blog. I'm on Tumblr right now. Listen, it's, it seems crazy at first because it's a random string of characters, but it's not. And the more, like, the more people interact with it, the less crazy it becomes. It's the opposite of the Beatles effect, you know? Look at this, you know, the Simpsons joke. We're going to have a name that seems cool and, like, ironic or funny or something, but the more you say it, the less funny it becomes. HHG, JTMGG, actually becomes cooler and funnier the more you interact with it. So I think... No contest, man. That's got to be it. You have to do something with it. it doesn't have to be the end all. Be well, all. I have. I already have the Tumblr. Look at that. This is how it happens. It. And now days. I'm looking at trying to find out. Oh, look at that! Wow. Wow. H H E J T. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> What's your wow. first post gonna be? I don't know yet. Has That's, to be something with like, like, like green, like green digital font on a black screen, because that's how I remember interacting. What was it? The 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 what did we interact on? What was it even called? I forget now. It's a terminal. No, it was a terminal, but it was like the Moog, the Cow, the something. Apparently, at some point, I was also Chen Kenichi. Chen Kenichi? Which I had to actually just Google to find that out, but he was um, one of the Iron Chefs, apparently. There was, he was, a... he was I was Iron Chef Chinese. I guess hence Chen. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there was an Iron Chef phase back then. That's right. Yeah. Um, but no, there, the community. Remember the community that we would, we would sign in? It was like a... a Almost a community. Yeah. What was that called? It was it had a name. We called it the cow. The. <sighs> you can't help me here. I can. Are you just you're just trying to throw me a softball? I'm trying to figure out what's going on. It is a softball. This it's, is a long time the, ago. It's the moo. The moo. The moo. I was saying the moog. I'm like, it's not a moog. It's not a moog squirrel. The moo. The moo. The moo. Get on the moo. Yes. Nancy cannot find her right sock. Nancy underscore cannot underscore find underscore her underscore right underscore sock. Period. That was one of my aliases. I'm looking at my aliases right now. <laughs> on Lambda Moo. See, I went through a lot of a lot of phases till I got to the right one, which was H-H-G-J-T-M-G-G. Yeah. Well, you know, it worked. Yep. So... Blunt... So, Brad, Funt. hello, Brad. How are you today, by the way, before we get to any further along here? I'm, I'm pretty good. How are you, Adam? I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking. So, a little background, though, when we... That was a major part of our first interaction was, um, you know, typing just apparently random strings of characters back and forth to one another 
I was at one campus and you were at a different campus. And a lot of our initial interaction was um, via the internet. Yeah. A lot of the interaction period, like in so many ways, was via this. It was the, the Facebook of its day. I mean, there was no Facebook, no Twitter. Everyone communicated via the Moo, the Lambda Moo. Lambda Moo. At least everyone in our circles did. That was how it, you stayed in touch with people. Yeah. It was b- before Facebook. There's no Facebook, you know? Like, there was almost no internet. It was like... So this was like 1994. Right. Like, the internet had, like, just started, really, for most people. Yeah, it was like uh, like Henry Ford's first vehicle. It wasn't practical. It didn't really work right. quite right, you know? Kind of like a rattle trap, kind of clunk, 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 clunking around everywhere. But, you know, it, it served its purpose. Like, you could do certain things with it. Just don't expect too much of it. Right. But, like, everyone, the computer labs would just be full of people typing into these green text. That's how they would communicate. That's how they'd stay in touch. Into some kind of text-based virtual world. You know what's funny is, even in 1994-95, email was laughable to those people in the computer lab, us being some of those people. Like, we're not going to communicate by email. Send it. Wait for them to read it. They'll send something back. We're going right. to communicate real time right now. Yeah. And not just communicate, but, like, create this shared conception of a virtual place. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Very bizarre, like, in retrospect, this whole idea. But, like, well, I mean, very... the idea was that there was no, there was the only way to, to do it. I mean, this was even before I am. This was before I am. This There's was no before, I am. Right. Like, I remember I am being new, like, a couple years later and being like, whoa, that's kind of freaky. It's not as good as a move, of course, but I guess that can work if you're young and stupid. Right. And, like, you share files with it, and it's like, oh, yes, you have to be, yeah, I don't know, the real time. I don't know. Yeah. I remember I am being, and I was, like, way late to the I am thing. It's like 2005 or something. I was like, oh, this exists? That's a little weird. I feel like a person is in my home that I don't want to be in my home right now. But what's funny is email hasn't died yet. The moo is dead. It's long gone. Email still plagues us. Is it dead? I'm on it right now. The moo? Come on. Three people that were still on my friends list are on here. Right now at this moment? Yeah, I think some people are just bots. Although there's only 67 uh, people connected, eight of whom have been active recently. So yeah, I'll say it's dead. I remember in its heyday, like 200-some people would be connected. And it would be like, oh shit, there's too many people. It runs too slow. Let's go to this other one that's not as crowded. Right, I remember that The lag is too high. Because it couldn't handle no, 200, 200 people. people typing, like, bits of information into there. Right. It's like, ooh, boy, there we were literally are overloading the system. I know. There were literally tens of bits <laughs> at once. Bytes, even. Jesus. Yeah. 
But st- think about it though. Email still plagues us every day. Like it, that is not. I don't see it going away soon. Still here, like lording over our lives with our inboxes. How many emails do you get in a day? Answer me truly. I really don't know. You probably don't want to know. I don't want to know. What I will say is lately the spam I've gotten has been so high, like out of control, that it's really clear how much like legitimate email. I will say I get more than I can really respond to in any kind of meaningful way, without a now, doubt. Tr- now translate those results into like a, a moo environment where... Instead of spam emails, you're just getting like spam. I want to type characters to you all the time. Not fun. No, but it doesn't. Well, yeah. But see, it could also just go to some different part of the shared consciousness. <laughs> far away. Do you want to yeah. talk about the movie at all? Or I don't know. We don't have to. One, one, we, we will get to it eventually. All right. But we don't have to. Again, we don't. This could be the episode where we don't talk about the movie. I think we'll probably touch on a few minor things. Minor things, just here and there. But I will maybe say say one more thing about the moo, and then maybe we'll go on to the movie. Moo. So I just looked at P. My age of my moo character. Oh Jesus! First connected Wednesday, September seventh, ten fifty seven. And 11 seconds on 1994 Pacific Daylight Time, which makes it 18 years, 6 months, and 25 days old. Wow. However, for official purposes, it's 18 years, 5 months, and 26 days. 18 years. I remember back in the time, like, you would, like, be be on here and you'd, like, at age someone to see how long they've been online and be like, whoa, this person's been on for 2 years. Holy crap. They must be some kind of like deep hacker yeah. voodoo magic man. They're so more advanced than we are. They're a revolutionary. Yeah. And here I am now. Who would have thought 18 years and six months later? 18 years. We'd be doing a podcast about the Big Lebowski. That's almost as old with as literally tens of millions then. of bytes. The Yeah, you're right. That's about that's almost as old as I was then. Yeah, you've doubled your lifespan. That's pretty much almost exactly as old as I was, give or take a month. Yeah, it's weirdly half. So now I'm half. That was the halfway point between then and now. Two milestones. Pretty soon it'll be far more than half of my life has been on the mow. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not enjoying this conversation too much. No, once again, we're back to the concept of death stalking death. us. Yes, death stalking. Babies. All right. <laughs> Done with the moo. What do we got in this episode? What do we got in this minute? The Wait. story, we're getting into it now. We're passing like scenes. Scenes are in the rearview mirror. And flying we're going by. forward. It's like the end of 2001 where the colors and the shapes are flying past the guy's face. And he's like, what the fuck is happening? That's what it feels like. It does. Like We're ripping through this thing. It's going by too quickly. There almost. it is. Episode 21. The 21st minute. 21. Yep. Wow. The minute starts out and Walter uncomfortably looks directly into my soul. Oh, does he now? You didn't notice this? No. So just when... Will you just take it easy, man? And he's like, calmer than you are. 
and he looks over and he looks right into the camera right when we cut just eyes just right into the camera his eyes are kind of for a split second they're there i mean he yeah. rolls his eyes from one side to the other i mean well, majority of the time his eyes are kind of looking up and to the left right but right up at the end and to the right, left they they, they lock the with the lens and then just before they cut they kind of drift off to his upper right but for a moment locked into the lens we'll for a moment walter knows this is all just the film and yes. you're at home in your underwear watching this well that's one way to think about it but the other way to think about it is the space that the lens occupies is a perfectly reasonable space for you to look at in walter's world you know yeah he, he can look anywhere like one of the time you know once in a while he's gonna look right where the lens happens to be that's a reasonable place to look. I choose to think about it like that, but it is kind of weird because he's just like, I have it paused on this frame right now. It's just 2002. He's just right in, just looking right into the camera. But they wanted that, like the timing was right for that probably. It's like we need that extra beat before we cut to the next scene. So, well, he looks right at the camera. You know what? That's a place in his reality that you're allowed to look, so keep it. I'll buy that theory. Seems all right. And then it cuts. Yeah, it doesn't dissolve. doesn't wipe. It nope. cuts. It cuts. It cuts to the rug. Rug. The camera. I assume they're... Slowly moving in. Zooming? No, they're... they're uh, this is on a crane, this shot, too. I thought it was a zoom at first, yeah. but you can see the perspective changes. So this is... Uh, it's on a little jib. They call it a jib. Jib. Yeah, so it's an and arm. You fly, you fly. From your perspective, you're flying into this rug. Right. All the colors and patterns. It is kind of like 2001. It in is. A way. All the shapes and colors, yeah. For a moment, you're just, you know, you're sitting in a theater watching this. You're just enjoying the show, the colors. It's like we're going to get lost here for a little bit. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, into the colors. And the patterns of space and time. Please and enjoy. Not, and you're not sure exactly what you're looking... I mean, you you know, you probably know, I guess, on some level, it's the rug. But Well, you yeah, have, it starts, you can see, like, the corners of it. You can see right. that it's there's wood flooring. But you yeah. haven't seen this rug in its, in t like, boom, here's... You've seen it rolled up on the manservant's shoulder. But other than that, you haven't seen this rug before so it's not like in that sort of uh visual geography of this movie where you see images and then like you can bring that image back later and it makes an impact filmically to you you haven't had that with this rug this is the first time so it's not like it's occupying a space in our in the language of this movie yet. This is the first time right. we're no, seeing no, it. No, no, not yet. Though. But it's also giving you time to contemplate it. Right, and you should. Because this is yeah. a rug worthy of contemplation. This is the rug. You know, as they say, the rug ties the room together, but in some way this rug ties, ties the, the movie, movie together. together totally. Exactly. Yes. It's become, it becomes its own character in a weird way. It's thematically important. So they they take their time with it, which is probably good. And then as we 
move on through this shot, we tilt up now, and we see the dude there in his robe. I think he's wearing some Adidas. Although they don't look exactly like Adidas. Not Adidas. Yeah, they have some kind of pattern. Some weird, kind of like, generic... Yeah, I don't know what that is. It's a triple-pronged F, is what it right. is. It's kind of like a... It's like a Stone Age depiction of a toothbrush. Yes. A cave painting of a toothbrush. Or like an F that you pronounce a little longer. Like, fuck you. That's how that you pronounce that F. Yeah. But he hasn't swept up the uh, plaster. No. From where he smashed his door jam. It's all just still sitting there. Yeah. You can, yes. Well, all right. So I'm going to go a little further with this because. (laughs) Yes, you see the door jam. Well, yes, you see the door jam smashed. Door jam, is that the right word? I don't know. Whatever it is, right? We're going to call it that. We'll call it that. It's smashed from where the bowling ball hit it. And on the ground next to there, yes, there's the shards of wood and or plaster, whatever's there, the mixture of things. And then, you know, as you go out from that, you see all the dust. Just fine dust. But really, look, that dust... It almost looks like it goes all the way around from there to the entry to the kitchen on the other side of the dude's bar there. Like, in other words, his whole entire living room floor is just filthy. Filthy, covered in dust. Well, that's why he didn't dust it. It's like, why bother? Why bother, exactly. It's not just, yeah, this isn't just dust from the scuffle. This is just, his floor is, is, is very filthy. There's a thick layer of fine grit. How do you like that? Fine grit. Fine grit. Right. Oh, yeah, just oh, covering the whole thing. Truthful grit. Truthfully fine grit. Which is... Yeah, true, yes. Very appropriate for the dude to have some fine... It's honest... Honest grit, grit. In his apartment. Yes. Uh, in his apart muscles. And he's like, doing... He's, he's doing... He's doing some stretching exercise there in his apart muscle. Well, you gotta keep limber. Stressing the muscle in the apart muscle. You gotta keep limber. Yes. So I want to take this moment now. I think it's only appropriate that we mention some. Uh, we have some insight on this oh, episode yes. that oh, yes. did not come from our own research. So now's probably the time to mention it. Yes. I agree. We were contacted by a fan of the movie who made the terrible mistake of listening to this podcast, but, you know, in a very good Samaritan sort of spirit, uh, this gentleman helped us out. Uh, We'll call him... We'll call him Mark. Shall we call him that? Maybe we'll call him, just to keep it crazy, we'll call him Reverend Mark. Let's do that. All right. We'll call him Reverend Mark. So Reverend Mark uh, sent us a message, and I had a bit of a dialogue with Reverend Mark, and he has some nice little nuggets about this minute that he sent to us. We should talk about them. I think they're cool. I agree. Number one, the White Russian. So just past this portion of the minute where, and this is one shot, I might add, so far, we've sort of uh, craned down to the rug, to a close-up of the rug, 
a la 2001. And then we tilt up, we see the dude's legs, and he's stretching himself out. And then we realize, oh, he's staying limber. He's got a, you know, poster of Richard Nixon bowling, of course, which he has a little moment with, but we can get to that later. And he makes his white Russian, and Reverend Mark points out that the dude shows us, and I'm quoting him now, the dude shows us exactly how to make his favorite drink. Here, the first time we see him drinking one. Yep. Which is true. We, ha- we haven't seen yep. him drink one yet. Yep. He puts a couple handfuls of ice in. Right. Adds in some vodka. Heavy on the vodka. Heavy, heavy. Uh, heavy yes. on the vodka. And then a little bit of Kahlua. Probably a sh- shot. Probably a one ounce shot of Kahlua. Yeah. But then, like, probably one ounce of half and half, which that should be the mixer. Yeah. Like, that very, should equal very, yeah. like the almost, alcohol. The half and half is almost a formality. It's a formality. It's, it's like, really I can't just, just a glass of vodka. It should for just, the most right. part. It should be like a black Russian or like a tan Russian. There's no cream in it. And why, so why does the dude have an ice bucket? I mean, I get it's like a bar, so he has an ice bucket there. Or maybe I'm just missing something because I'm not sophisticated. And I don't have a little like mini bar like that in my house. I think he's got the... You want to... So if I entertain... Yeah, yes. Right? Yes. Oh, I make little oh, worlds. Yes. Here's a little world where you can get some meatballs on a toothpick. Uh, here's another little world over in this corner... And it's got like a crock pot with some like hot mulled cider in it that you can pour into it. So you make these little worlds. I think this is just that really. It's like you don't want to walk into your kitchen, open the freezer, get your ice thing out, put it in there. This is the bar. He's got a bar. He's probably proud of it. He's got his Nixon bowling poster above it. He's got his little weird tiki bar, his couple bottles of cool. This is the bar. So this is where you make your drink. So, beginning of the day, get your ice bucket, put some ice in it, you know, you refill it throughout the day, and and this is what you do. Yes. I just think it's a little fancy thing he treats himself to. Right. I mean, I totally get if you're entertaining, right? You have the ice bucket there. Right, but he's entertaining himself. He's entertaining himself, in essence. I guess the only thing is, does, you know... I guess it's just worthy of note because normally the dude is lazy and, you know, adding this extra step of filling an ice bucket versus just getting the ice from the ice source and just shoving it in the glass. Yet filling the bucket, transporting the bucket, you know, doing something a little fancy, even if it is just for himself. I I don't have any problem with it. I just think it's worthy of note. That's all I'm saying. It's noteworthy. We're noting it. Yes. There's a few things the dude cares about. And this this is one of them. White Russians. Bowling. And then there's everything else underneath that. Basically. Right. Yeah. This little shrine. Now, visually here, you're seeing the dude's mind. The dude's world. Bowling. It's a little altar, right? Worshipping the bowling... With the makings of the White Russian. He has two giant bottles of Kahlua. A couple bottles of Smirnoff. Some little bottles of something. What are those little bottles? Are they little like... Because sometimes... 
Like you go to the liquor store and they'll they'll try to sell you this big bottle of something or other, and then it'll have like a little collar on the top, and it'll have like the little airplane bottle like wrapped around the collar. Ooh, buy this bottle and you get this free little bottle. You ever seen this? Yes, I feel like I have. Or maybe you just described it so well, I'm just visualizing it perfectly. You know, it's hanging off there. It's yeah. like, well, I can't possibly, I, I gotta get this bigger one because look, it comes with this little bottle of whatever this is. Whatever kind of shit they're trying to shove down my face. So maybe it's like, you know, you get $2 off and there's a little extra bottle of whatever bullshit, so I'll get the handle. And that's why he's got this giant bottle. Like, he gets the giant bottles of Kahlua. And every time he does it, maybe it's like a white Russian promotional. It's like they give you the little airplane bottle of vodka attached mm-hmm. to the Kahlua bottle or something. And he's done that yeah. like 10 times. But yeah. he would never use that because he's got giant bottles of Smirnoff there to use. Right. Well, in the little bottles, I mean, they do look like little Smirnoff bottles. It's hard to tell. I mean, I'm on they the do. iTunes version. Yeah. It's not necessarily super crisp, but I mean, like, the general color and colors and pattern, it seems like it's the same as on the giant Smirnoff bottle. It does seem very Smirnoffy. Yes. And what is that? I'm just noticing it now, but, you know, right in front of the big Kahlua bottle on the left... There's it's like a, a ball with a little it, handle on it. It's a bottle opener. Oh, it's a bowling ball bottle opener. It's a opener. bowling ball bottle opener. I wish opener started with B somehow. Bowling ball bottle B B smittener. Doesn't work. Needs to be another word for opening that starts with B that way that the opener. The Bopener. That's it. But yeah, it's a bowling ball bottle opener. Now, Richard Nixon, somehow, uh, politically, that doesn't seem to align with the dude's, at least on the surface, with the dude's whole attitude. But maybe, is it ironic? Could be. I mean, you know, it's just bowling maybe appeals the bowling to all. overrides the right. the political. It's universal. Look, or even again, Nixon was a bowler. Yeah. Or again, maybe. Yeah. Maybe there is something to be said there, right? Like, here's this president, so you know, this political figure, so opposite of his own views, yet even he bowls. The picture would not have as much meaning to him if it was like, you know. um I don't F- know, Jimmy FDR. Carter bowling or something. FDR would have to use, like, you know, that ramp that the children use, probably. That was just, that was just me. There's, there's no reason. I just shouldn't say it. Why would I do that? Because he was, he's a cripple, uh, um, a, um, 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 and the, um, FDR is disabled. <laughs> <laughs> Now I'm digging it, man. I'm digging that. It's like, who cares what your political affiliation is, like, what your worldview is. You're a bowler. I'm a bowler. We're in the bowling alley. Guess what? We're probably friends. Yeah, bowling ball. Bowling equals is an equalizer. Yeah. 
the great equalizer in some circles, it's called. He's also got a little shot glass on his bar there. It's a metal, like uh, they call, oh, I should know this. Um, it's a, you know, a cup that's is, used is, to measure shots. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's not used, yeah, you don't use it to take shots, but you use it if you're mixing a drink and you want to yeah, be more precise with your measurement. It's a jigger. It's called a jigger. A I did jigger. It. I m- remembered. I was okay. a bartender for a month or two. Right. The jigger. I've heard, yeah, okay. Different sizes of jiggers. This looks like an ounce and a half jigger, because, of course, the dude would have a slightly bigger jigger than, you know, some, they come in different sizes. Some are like three-quarter ounce jiggers. One ounce jiggers, ounce and a half jiggers. He's got a big one, ounce but he doesn't three use quarters it. jiggers, two ounce jiggers, <laughs> two and a quarter ounce jiggers. When there was no one and a half ounce jiggers, <laughs> we use four ounce jiggers. Use what? We use four ounce jiggers. Use four ounce jiggers. We use four ounce jiggers. Yeah, but you know, he, at this point, he doesn't even use that. He just dumps the shit in there. Right. Well, he's a pro. He can he's just eyeball He's a seasoned it. pro. Especially when he's really just looking for a glass of vodka with just a little bit of extra. With a touch of color. Touch of color. It's, you know, mixing a Caucasian, if I may be so bold as to refer to it as that. Mixing a Caucasian is more like cooking than baking. It's an art, not a science. And the dude knows this. He's perfected his art. Yes. So... And and now moving, and again, thanks to Reverend Mark, you know, I don't know that I would have necessarily noticed this, although I'm sure you would have, Adam, with your attention to detail, but the, uh, to the right of the dude there, on the, in the other corner of the room, there's another little stand with all kinds of stuff for us to look at. Yes, it's and, crazy back there. Including this, like, crazy, cool, like, metal bowling man sculpture thing. It's like something that was made out in Arizona at like Burning Man by some artist who travels there once a year and like smelts copper or iron or something and like fashions it into creations. It's like this weird metallic, like thin, creeps me out a little bit. I don't like very thin things like this, but yeah, it's like almost like ribbon-like metal sculpture of this creature right, with like elong- yeah elongated features like very skinny elongated arms and legs and torso yeah i don't like this, this little tiny bowling ball skinny elongated business i one of the nightmares i had growing up was like i'm walking down a street i don't necessarily recognize the street just sort of like a suburban street it's kind of calm I'm on one side, and it's just, you know, it's sunny out, it's daytime, it's nice, birds are chirping, it's, it's a nice time, it's warm, it's mid-70s, lower 70s, it's just perfect, nice day. And I, I casually glance over to the other side of the street, there's the occasional car, shoom, passing on the two-lane road. I casually glance over, and I see this woman walking her dog, I just casually, like, almost peripheral vision glance over there. And I keep walking, and I, I, something's not right now. Wait, something's not right. What was that? So now I 
turn my head deliberately to look, and I see the woman is walking her dog. But it's not a dog. It's just she has her right arm down at her side, and her fingers are so long that they're tentacling along the sidewalk like a spider almost. And that's what she's walking. She's walking her own giant, like, five-foot-long, incredibly skinny fingers as if she's walking a dog. And it's like I stop and stare in, like, utter horror, and then the panic overtakes me until I wake up. That's what that statue reminds me of. That would be well, that's a dream that's being that's worthy of being turned into a short film. I thought about doing it a couple of times, but it's like it actually makes me too uncomfortable to think about it a lot. Or in like visual, maybe visualizing it would actually help exercise that demon. I don't. It's just like ooh, these really skinny things like this. I don't. They really hit me somewhere in the gut that makes it uncomfortable. Yeah, but this this really skinny man, skinny man, the skinny bowler, tiny, hold me closer, skinny bowler, this tiny bowling ball. I don't like it. And he's next to him is a some sort of plastic bowling pin. Right, right. When what that probably has a practical purpose. Right. I mean. At first, I just thought it was like an air freshener. Right. But then I'm like, well, it's not. No, it's just a bowling. Like, I, just like even the shape, I didn't realize it was a bowling pin somehow. It was just more like, oh, this weird elongated plastic thing <laughs> that's that's red and white. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's something happening on there, but it's really hard to tell. I mean, this is in the background. It's not very right, distinct. Right, It's way back there. Yeah. Um, just uh, randomly... So the dude, you know, gives his splash of half and half into his glass of vodka. Did you notice that he wasn't able to, and this is something that plagues us all, he wasn't able to open the cardboard, the waxed cardboard container successfully. Like he had to (laughs) kind of rip it. It comes out in like two little streams in different parts. And it's like he didn't bother like fixing it. It's like, well, that pours... It'll still come out. I only need a splash, after all. Yeah, maybe that's partly why he just does a splash. He's like, this is just not working right. Maybe I, maybe he just enough. punches two holes in it. And it's yes. like, I just get a little dribble. Just for, you know, good form. It's just good form to put a little half and half in there. You can't go around drinking glasses of vodka. Yes. And another thing to notice in his apartment here is... On the, um, you know, as you're looking where the little elongated bowler is. The skinny bowler. Hold me closer, skinny bowler. Yes, the skinny bowler. You can see the chair. A chair there. And on the chair is one of the dude's sweaters, which I do not believe we've seen him wear yet. But it's kind of this, this iconic sweater. We will see him wear that, though. Yes. And so here it is. This is the first look at that iconic sweater right here. It's almost like an Aztec design or like Mayan or something. Right. Or some it's kind of like, yeah. Very Southwest. Yes. It's got like um, like squares conglomerating into some bigger pattern. 
which is very different from the fractal patterns we've discussed in a previous episode. Like they're not they're not a pattern within a pattern within a pattern, but they are smaller shapes like almost like pixels making up some greater design. Different philosophies, different parts of the world. And if you look past the dude when he's making his drink, you look into the I guess his kitchen. You can see his stove there. Which there's just a bunch of shit on his stove. I can't imagine he cooks there too often. And then up on the top, on the ceiling there, I suppose that is an exhaust vent. But it just looks so nasty. You see this? It's okay, at, I see it now. That 2021 I'm looking at. Yep. Or, yeah, it's an exhaust vent, I think. It's a little fan. He's got a tea kettle on his stove. He's got, like, a bunch of bottles. Are they more airplane bottles? I don't know. They don't look like, so. like 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 salt and pepper or, like, um, spices or something like Right, that. but they're on the burner, basically. They're, like, between the two burners, but still it's kind of a weird place to put that. It just means you don't use your stove too much. Right. What does the dude eat, you know? What does he eat? He's got to eat once in a while. He doesn't eat the In-N-Out burger. You know, we're going to get to that minute later, but when they go get In-N-Out burger, he doesn't eat it. Do we ever see him eat anything? I don't think. Maybe more proof that he's some sort of supreme alien being. Only a supreme alien being would have a poster of Richard Nixon bowling on his wall after all. Right. So, okay, I'm going to direct attention back. We're jumping all over this room here. Right. But going back to the skinny bowler. Okay. There's what? There's some sort of picture frame above him with something. It's very bizarre. There's like, what's going on there? It looks like an extreme, like, they took Wish You Were Here, Pink Floyd's album, with the two men in the abandoned like parking lot warehouse area the shaking hands and the one guy's on fire yeah it looks like they took that and then blew it up to like 2800 percent and then like that's like the tiny area of like the one man's leg and the other guy's leg that's what it looks like to me you know you're right it looks like that doesn't it At look first, like that? i was like you're crazy what the what are you talking about but no I totally but, see that. And that's like uh, art. You know, he bought it in like 79, you know, like four years after the album came out. And like somebody's idea of like awesome art was to take like famous album covers and blow them up to 3000% and then just choose a portion of that album cover. But that was still recognizable and then frame it. It's with a huge frame. The frame, if you add. It's big, like the, way the, bigger. Yeah. If you add the width on the right and left of the picture and put it together, it's more than it's the more actual than, picture. It's more than the picture. It's a thick frame. Skinny bowler. Thick frame. Blow up Pink Floyd picture. Bowling ball something. Or bowling pin something there next to skinny bowler. I wish we could know what that is. Right. So one more, one more comment from Reverend that, Mark. Okay. Hi, what? Reverend Mark. Is he mentioned the um, the the brand of half and half? A very, you know what, another Reverend astute, Mark? Astute observation. 
So the brand of half and half. Different. Not the same. It's not, it doesn't have the weird butler guy that we spent so long discussing. Not only that, but as Reverend Mark goes out, goes on to point out, apparently, I have not independently confirmed this, but they don't sell whatever brand of half and half this is at Ralph's at all. And I don't know if this is historically accurate or if this is like modern times. Right. Or if maybe a cross-reference, a still frame of Ralph's from back in minute three or four. Yeah. Whenever that might have been and try to match it up. But maybe they sold this at Ralph's in 1997, 98. Who knows? So maybe they, I guess what I'm saying is maybe they, for the big, one of the first shots you see of a character in the movie is that grocery store and we're dollying down the aisle. It's like they worked really hard to get that historically accurate. I doubt. I don't actually believe this. I'm just saying it. But then this shot, it's just a the half and half is not front and center. Half and half's front and center in that first shot. So maybe this one, it's like, just get whatever half and half's around. Right. I mean, I don't feel like there's any reason that it needs to match the half and half earlier. No, because this is a while now. This has been different. It's at least... He's drank a, a half, day and half later, container like, full like, of white Russians yeah. at this point. Right. So, you know, maybe he had to run around the corner to the little stupid, you know, Minute Mart, right. whatever, deli thing that's yeah. there. Where half and half is 13 Four, cents extra. Right, right. He prefers Ralph's, but, you 70. know, in an emergency. But yeah, lots of little weird shit going on in the dude's apartment right now. Too much to even talk about. He's got weird, like, timbers exposed on the ceiling. You have, uh, jeez, we haven't even talked about the sound that's happening right now. Well, the, um, the music during this scene, we can so at you, least make you note probably of know that. what that is. That is, um, something. I mean, you have the soundtrack. You listen to it. I do have the soundtrack, and I remember I made note of it, but I somehow lost it here. It just disappeared on me. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Her eyes are a blue million miles. That's by Captain the name of the Beefheart song? and his magic band. Yes. Captain Beefheart. Beefheart. Good old Captain Beefheart. You know, I never got was able to get into Captain Beefheart. Do bees fart? Is that something they do? Captain Beefheart. Captain Bee Fart. Beefheart. Captain Beefheart. I was just never into him, the captain. Captain Honey Bee Fart. Captain Bumblebee Fart. Colony Collapse Disorder. I don't like that stuff. No. I think they traced it back to a little, like, like mite that gets on their fur. Hmm. So I think the, my dad, you know, I don't, I don't think you say raises bees. He tends them. 
He tends to some bees. He he has beehives. And I think they're saying they traced it to a, a mite that burrows into their body and consumes them from the inside out. Which, in and of itself, is a horrible way to go, probably. Yes. But at least it's not cell phone towers, I don't think. At least. Thank God nature is just killing itself. Right, thank goodness. I don't have to give up my cell phone, you know? I don't want to do that. Right. It's not the pesticides we use to raise corn. No, 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 no. Of course not. At least alarmists. It's just the mites. It's a natural thing. It's naturally occurring. What's wrong with it? Nothing. They'll figure out a way. Nature always finds a way. Captain Beefart finds a way. So we pretty much don't like musicians featured here. We've ragged on Dylan. We haven't gotten to the Credence yet. We were, that's true. We were kind of like had a lot of mixed feelings on the the monks. Kind well, of cool, like a novelty, like but cool as a, a novelty. Like, yeah, could like kind of wear on you pretty easily, though. I did give some shout out to the Eagles. Yes, I know it took you a lot to even say yes. I know you hate the fucking Eagles. I get it, man. You're more the dude than me, apparently. Fine, you win. You win, man. You win. All right, you win. I like the Eagles a little bit. Is that so wrong? That's fine, man. All right. The heart wants what it wants. We hear Brant again in this minute, too. Yes, always good to hear Brant. Please call us again when it's convenient. Yes, Yes. and we hear Smokey. We hear Smokey. Giving fair warning. Very, very good of him. Very, um, you know, manly. He's all, you know. You know, he's extending manly? an olive well, branch at the same time as he's, like, yeah. saying no. Well, he's telling this. the dude, like, you know, I'm sorry. You know, nothing against you. Your partner's kind of messed up. But he does at the end say, well, let Walter know. You know, so he's also kind of, like, saying, like, you know, sorry, got to do this. He kind of is forgiving Walter a little bit. Yeah. There, which is insane to think about. What's also insane to think about, if you applied the situation to real life, is that, you know, we didn't even talk about the cop car pulling up behind them during the last minute. And they just, like, nonchalantly... First of all, they they leave Donnie inside, and they nonchalantly walk out to the car. So what, they left Donnie to finish the round or something? Because... Walter just got there. He didn't even bowl at all. He was 20 minutes late and then didn't bowl at all. So Donnie's taking all of their turns now. This is a lead game. Did it, did it just take, you know, it takes that long for the police to respond to such a thing. <laughs> they finished the, the round. They finished the match, the whatever you call it, the face off. You know, I never got that sense of it since the police, like, open the doors and, like, sprint inside. Right. If it really take, took 20 minutes, they would just pull up and kind of walk inside. Right. It seems like they're on, like... They well, could they even back. finish the match in 20 minutes? Well, no, Walter was 20 minutes late. They were right. mid-match. Right. I, I get the sense that Walter 
waves the gun around and then they have to immediately leave because the cops are coming. So how do they even win then? To well, have it like overturned. You're saying Donnie is just allowed yeah, to take all their turns. Yes, they left Donnie behind and he takes all their turns and he kills them because he was throwing rocks tonight. He was slamming them tonight. Is that is that permissible in league? Play? I don't know. I don't know. How can you I mean, only have two people somehow. for twenty minutes? Walter was late. They were right. obviously already bowling. So if you can have only two instead of three, maybe you can only you know maybe it's okay to have one. Right. Or Donnie is so good, and the rest of them are so horrible. Even if you like get zeros Just for all zeros. their frames, right. doesn't matter. Donnie still bowls like a three hundred right. or close 300 to it every time, and the yeah. zeros. Actually, and, and yeah. none of those other dudes even break a hundred. <laughs> they bowl like I bowl, apparently. Sometimes I get like a you know fifty-eight. You wouldn't think that's possible. It's like just even just project the ball, just roll it gently down the middle of the lane. You're gonna knock a pin or two down. That should be good enough. But sometimes no, it's like thirty-seven. How can you possibly only knock down 37 <laughs> pins? Right. There's 10 possible, and you get two chances at those 10, 10 times. That's 20 chances for 100 pins. 37? That's, a, I fail whatever grade, like, badly. I could double that, and I'd still be failing that grade. I mean, it would almost be harder to score a zero. Zero would be easy. I could score zero. You want zero? What time is it? Fucking 10.40. I'd have zero by 11 o'clock. It's harder to score 37. It's pitiful. You have to be really bad. Zero's easy. Throw it into the gutter. Bam. Stupid gutter. <laughs> this minute is very much a, like, just kind of interstitial minute. It is. It's, it's about setting the mood and tone more than anything else, I think. You know, it's weird that you say that. In our ongoing non-search for the act structure, this does weirdly seem like a bit of a turning point because it's we are transitioning now into some other w part of the movie. That's interesting. Hmm. We do meet the dude's landlord... In this right, minute. that's true. There's a couple seconds of that yeah. next shot. Yeah, or maybe and, not shot, but yeah, I guess and, it is the new shot. And yeah, so the I, door I just, swings open. I guess we got to go over this shot. We, a we bit. do have to go over it a little bit. The dude takes the white Russian, cuts to door, close up on door as door swings open. Meanwhile, the guy from the league is like going on in his monotonous voice about how. You know, Walter has broken some of the bylaws right. by brandishing a firearm during <laughs> right. league play. Right. The if league play is another is, This violates a number of the league's bylaws as well as Chapter 27. I, yeah, you, you kind of don't hear the rest, but... <laughs> right, it goes it the, But the it's door. still there. Yeah. And then it, it's Marty. And you know what? He says it doesn't violate. He says it contravenes a number of our bylaws. <laughs> right. Contravenes? Contravenes. Contravenes. So that yeah, we have Marty. This is the dude's landlord. Not Who, Marty Ackerman. Not Marty. A well, we don't know. They that went, for well, Marty Ackerman is in the something. We don't Where know for go? sure. 
The Bahamas? I forget already. Hawaii. Hawaii? We don't have definite proof that this is not Marty Ackerman. It could be Marty Ackerman. Maybe that's why they had to dub in Marty Ackerman. They had to specify Ackerman. Like remember, Marty, we yeah. already have one Marty. We can't have two Marty. Well, remember your theory last episode or previous, I think it was last, you know, was, well, the reason they said Ackerman is because they know other Martys and they had to specify. Right. You know, not Marty Jones, not Landlord Marty, but Marty Ackerman. So here's the other Marty. So here's your the other theory Marty. plays out here. You successfully predicted that there would be another marty and now there is we fucking closed another loop man yep that's two loops we've closed yes marty this marty i mean we can talk about this marty you know more next time we'll really get into him but he loves the dude he loves the dude he wants to be friends with him hang out with him right well, I mean, in some ways, Marty seems like he has, like, a lot of the disadvantages of the dude with none of the advantages. Right. Like, disadvantage, like, poor clothing, right? They share the same kind of, like, fashion sense. Where, but or whereas... I'm off on that, just because this is supposed to take place as a period piece. But, like, his shirt, Marty's shirt, the blue v-neck with the stripes on the sleeves. I mean, it's definitely... And he's wearing these shorts. I don't know. Well, the problem is, like, okay. It's not good. This is not something you go around wearing in public if you want to seem, you know, hip with it, tucker, 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 whatever. But that aside, like, you know, we, I think we talked about this one. You got to be careful with your wardrobe. You go four years, you don't update it. Well, you're out of date now and you look stupid. But that can all be forgiven. You know, you get older, it's like, you don't have to be... You're actually weirder if you're, like, totally hip. Like, you have all the newest style you're wearing it. It's like, you actually look kind of weird if you're 40, 50 years old doing it, right? Well, when you get older, you can look for some... There's some timeless style, I think, also. Right, some timeless style. But here's one thing that's, that's also timeless, but in a bad way, is if your clothes are filthy... And if you look at the stripes on his right shoulder, they're yeah. filthy. Like, the shirt is dirty. Right. No, it literally exactly has right. dirt caked all over. That's n- never okay. You can be a little out of style. You can't be filthy. And the dude is not filthy. His shirts are ripped. He wears weird-looking shit. But he's not filthy. It's generally clean. So that's where Marty, landlord Marty... You know, that's where I think his and the dude's stylish paths diverge. Marty's dirty. The dude is cluttered and lazy, but not right. dirty. And the dude takes a lot of baths. He does. We see him in the bath. Even in this scene, he's out of the bath. His hair is wet. He's wearing a bathrobe. You can see, you know, the bathrobe open in front. Like, there's nothing underneath there. Right. He's just in his robe after his bath. Chillaxin with his, you know, white Russian. The dude takes his cleanliness seriously. We don't see him bowl. We do see him bathe. And aftermath of bathing. Like a lot. There's a lot of bathing and implied bathing. Yes. Um, So, but this is, I didn't even want to, like, because we're going to spend a lot of time on Marty next episode. He's talking about his, uh, his dance routine. So... 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't even. It's uh, yes. <laughs> Behind yeah. him, I'm not gonna go there. Right. Behind him on the steps is just a mound right. of sneakers. <laughs> yes. The fuck. Just a lot of sneakers. And were those One, there? One, two, three, four, when... five, six, seven, seven, or eight pairs. We've seen uh, at least this sixteen shot sneakers. Almost. Are you saying when the dude came home? Yes. Way back when? And you can see behind him the stairs, but oh, I'm looking at it. You can't quite see the sneakers. Maybe we can see it when Wu and Blonde Treehorn Thung indignantly walk out. Because we can see this door. He opens the door and closes it. Yeah, you can't see through the doorway. No, but maybe when the thugs leave, we can see it. Here, they go out. Uh, you can't see it because those steps are, because the, 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 uh, the shoes are kind of, they're not like on the first step. Damn it. You can't really see that. Like when they go out, you can see the other stairwell, but you can't really see where they might. Yeah. It's, you can't. Oh, I take it back. I'm, I'm comparing. No, they are up at the top. Yeah. Those sneakers are not there. When Wu and Blonde Tree Horde. So they yeah no, they're not there. So they've been put there since that event. So why why would that apartment like pile up what 10 pairs like 20 sets of sneakers? Are they like put out to like be taken away like they're trash they don't want them. They're out there just like oh people may walk by like oh look sneakers I'll take a pair. Or like the sneaker man comes to take them away. Or maybe like on the second of every month or something like, like that. Like maybe Saint Sneaker comes and like puts little trinkets and, and toys and gifts and treats in them. And the more sneakers you put out, the more little treats you get. Like Sneaker sneaker Claus comes. You know, September, you know, 17th. Shoe Day. Merry Shoe Day to us all. And to all a good night. It's just a lot of sneakers. Like, how many people yeah. are living in there to have that many sneakers? Because they're put there. Again, this is a choice that was made. You have to make this choice. Okay, we need to have a pile of sneakers. They weren't just there. We need to... Okay, we need to have a pile of sneakers on the stairs behind him. Why? Now, sometimes... Now, here. Hear me out on this one. You ever seen, like... A pair of sneakers and one of the laces is so you take the one the other one you take one lace from each tie them together now you have like like a uh, like a bolo right. basically and you throw it up over a telephone wire and they drape down on either side yes there's an urban legend that that is supposed to mean like when you see that it's like this is a drug area like somebody's selling drugs I have heard that I've heard something like that too, yes. Now the I do dude believe. does drugs. So is this like he lives in a seedy area? They throw their sneakers up over telephone <clears throat> wires here. Here's our collection of sneakers because the cops keep cutting them down, but we're going to throw more sneakers up. Is that, some, is that anything? Or does that shoe, those shoes somehow signify like that that apartment is like some sort of like crack den? There's some sort of dealing going on there. The, the 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 model and amount of shoes signifies like the various types of drugs and how much they have available currently. Yeah, I don't know. 
And I'm sorry, but those steps don't look like the same steps we saw when the dude came home. Mm, you could be right about that as well. Because they, these seem pretty shallow, maybe six to seven inch steps. If you look at when the dude comes home, that seems like a, just a big giant step. Well, if you watch when and you have and company leave. That's when you have to look at it. That's the best shot of it. And, and when they you leave, can see it's a giant step. It's huge. Doesn't even Well, move. that's just like the landing. But the trick is, yeah, it's too brief to really see how like this steps. Now when we're looking at Marty, there's like a you know, it's not just steps, there's like a thing on either side. Like mark, you know, I I don't know. There's like cement railing, you know? Yeah, yeah. I don't see any of that in this first shot. Right, but it's hard to tell if it... You no, would no, I be do, able I do to see, see it. the railing. I do see the railing. But to me, it's just that you can see a large portion of... So it's, yeah, you open the door and you step down one step and it's like... It's not a step, it's a bit of a landing. Right. But then you have to step off the landing and down onto the next step. And that vertical mm -hmm. distance is way more than what I'm looking at here in this shot of Marty. Because if you look at this shot with Marty there at um, 2044, say, there's like one, two, three, it's like four steps down, and they're all only like six inches. It just seems like a different, different thing with a weird pile of shoes on it. It's a stoop. It's a stoop. Stoop. Stoop, <laughs> stoop deck. <laughs> <laughs> i'm done man yeah what the fuck let's do it <clears throat> um brad i'd like to thank you for joining me it's been another fine adventure thank you as well adam it has been a great time discussing this minute and thanks to reverend mark for his input as well thank you thank you reverend appreciate the input um i i don't think i ever would have noticed the the skinny bowler I my subconscious probably would have intentionally misguided me like away from that just to save me some duress I suppose it does trouble me and Reverend Mark was kind enough to have a send us a screenshot of it so I'm just staring at it like I have the document I'm just staring at the skinny bowlers right very unsettling to me Skinny Bowler is definitely Tumblr material. Yes, definitely. And we should put a shout out, maybe put a call out, um, you know, some opinions on what this bowling pin thing could be next to the Skinny Bowler. Yes. Does it have a practical purpose? Or is it just a small plastic novelty bowling pin? Could be that, you know, signed by somebody or like... a memento from the championship or who knows what but yes keep the uh keep the comments coming in please won't you dear listeners both of you both of you keep the comments coming in give us a shout out on twitter at guttercast you can always contact us at gutterballs.tv 
There's a way to do it also. Yes, gutterballs.tv. Or see what uh, shenanigans we're up to on the Tumblr. Which is... Links to from gutterballs.tv. We'll just say that. That's an That's easier way to way. go about it. Or you, could, or you could just go to you see what happens Lebowski.tumblr.com. Once there was this fella. Fella I'm going to tell you about. Fellow by the name of Lebowski. Now, this Lebowski, he called himself the dude. Now, dude... Where I come from, that's not a name anybody'd self-apply. .tumblr.com. So if you can remember that, you're good. All right, Brad, let's put it on the poop deck, man. All right, Adam. Boop, boop, boop. Next time on Gutterballs. Uh, I'd love it if you came and gave me notes.